Well, we're here. We finally made it. Maybe some of you came rushing in, some of you came limping and crawling in, but we are here. It is Christmas. But really, we've kind of been building for a while, haven't we? This sermon series, Christmas in Real Life, started actually in November. And we walked through what is known on the church calendar as the season of Advent, and we built up to this moment. And we looked at different things like hope, joy, meaning, right? And we saw that in Jesus we have joy, we have certain hope, and we know the meaning of Christmas because he's come. And tonight we got one more word to look at. But as I thought about this word and, and what it means, I think it's kind of like nailing jello to the wall. Have you ever tried that? No, because you can't do it, right? It's impossible. You can try, but eventually it's going to fall off. It's going to slide down. And so that's kind of like peace, isn't it? Even though we all want it, we all long for it, we all desire it, we'll, we'll do anything to get it, and even when, when we think we have it, peace just has a way of kind of slipping through our grasps. But I don't think that's a shocker to anybody here tonight. Because the truth is we live in a peaceless world. And that's kind of what I, I spent some time reading about this past week. And, and this was a graphic. You can kind of see it. Those are all the hot spots in the world right now. And those aren't probably even all of them. Where there is no peace just because it's Christmas. Right, there's bloodshed and, and oppression and violence in places like Syria and Yemen. There's social unrest and civil war in places like South Sudan and the Congo. There's starvation and, and all kinds of issues in places like Burma and Miramar and Bangladesh. And I could keep going on and on and on. Because truth is, there's absolutely nothing peaceful about this spinning ball called Earth that we inhabit. How's that for the start of a Christmas message, huh? <laughs> but you already know that, right? And you don't have to go to Syria, you don't have to go to Bangladesh, you don't have to go to sub-Saharan Africa to see conflict or pain or suffering. It's happening in the streets of our own communities. All right, we live in communities where women bear the scars of years of abuse. We live in communities where the foster system is so full because the one or two people that these kids were supposed to rely on, mom or dad, they, they bailed. We live in communities where people are suffering with depression and anxiety and suicide, and all those rates are actually going up and up and up, especially among our younger people, and it's alarming. We live in a world where hospitals are full of sick people, from COVID to cancer, heart disease to influenza. We live in communities where kids rebel and parents fight. And sometimes they split. 
And again, I, I could probably keep going on and on, but, but you, you get this. You understand this at a deep, fundamental level that we do not live in a peaceful world. Yet here we are tonight, right? We're gathered in a nice, warm, climate-controlled facility. Some of you are even here with family and friends. And in just a little bit, we're probably going to get to the point of the service that, that everybody loves the most. We're going to get candles out, and we're going to light them, and we're going to sing Silent Night, and we're going to bid the seven-pound, six-ounce little baby Jesus to fall asleep on the hay and sleep in heavenly peace. But Christmas... It's really not peaceful. Not for many, maybe, maybe even not for most. There's nothing peaceful or joy-filled about the family who's sitting around the Christmas tree tonight, forcing a smile on their face as they share stories about a husband, a father, a grandparent that they lost too soon. There's nothing peaceful or, or joy-filled about that single parent busting their tail, two jobs, trying to pay the bills and make, end meet, make ends meet, and trying to give their kids a Christmas that they just can't give. There's probably nothing peaceful or, or joy-filled as, as that dad washes down his antidepressants with eggnog tonight because he can't see his kids because a year ago he crossed the line he never should have, and that relationship's done. There's nothing peaceful with that family that's been at war and fighting each other, and maybe some of them haven't even talked in years, let alone they're not getting together at Christmas. You kidding me? Because here's the thing about Christmas. For many, it's just another reminder of how jacked up, how pain-filled, and how peaceless this world truly is. So what about you? How's your Christmas going? How'd you come in here tonight? Now, here's the deal. I don't know all of your stories. I don't know all of your backgrounds. Some of you I do know, but, but here's what I do know for sure about all of us. Sometimes our lives are not always peaceful. Maybe some of you walked in here tonight with a smile on your face, but you're hurting. You're struggling. Maybe with that health issue, that relationship problem, that, that issue with the boss at work, somebody else here at church that you're not seeing eye to eye with, and you're not very at peace, and there's no joy in your heart tonight. Maybe for some of you, you're reminded every time you get up from chairs like these or, or get up from your bed in the morning of that aging process that's taking its toll on your body. And, and you're not getting any younger. Some of you maybe came in here tonight with your family and, and you even color-coordinated and you look so cute and great, but man, if, if only they knew, right, of the fight that you had yesterday or maybe it was the fight in the van on the way to church tonight. Or maybe it's a parent that you're worried about whose health is failing. Maybe it's an addiction that's destroying your marriage or your family or your faith. Maybe it's rebellious kids. Maybe it's a job that you're not so certain about will be there in the future. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's depression, and you're so depressed, and you wish you wouldn't, but you don't even want to get up. Others of you, it's anxiety, and sometimes you're like, I don't even know what I'm anxious about, but I am. And then there's others, 
Maybe you're just going to be happy when Christmas is over and we can turn the calendar to December 26th and just move on. This world, it's not very peaceful, is it? Our lives at times are not very peaceful. So where are we going to find peace? Can we ever find it? It doesn't seem like we can, does it? Well, that's why I'm glad you're here tonight. Because that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who came to give you peace, real peace that lasts. But did you know that a long, long time ago, before it was even called Christmas, it wasn't peaceful? Not on that first one. It wasn't peaceful for a, a young couple named Mary and Joseph because some Roman dictator demanded that they had to travel to Bethlehem to go be counted for a census. Now keep in mind, Mary's nine months pregnant and they have to make this trip. Okay, bad enough, but when they get there, they don't find Bethlehem lying still like we sing in the Christmas carol. It was buzzing with hundreds if not thousands of others doing the same thing they were. And then when they show up to town, they need a place, right? She's going to give birth to a baby very soon. So Joe's like, I got to do something for my Mary. I got to get her a place to stay. There's no room anywhere. Every inn he goes to, every hotel he tries to book, they all say, sorry, we're full. He can't even get a private room at an Airbnb. It's not going to work. They said, sorry, this is all we got. It's a barn. It's the best we can do. And so Joseph takes his nine-month pregnant wife and says, Mary, we, we're going to be staying back here. No, 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 not, not that inn right there. The, the, the building behind the inn, that's we, where we've got to spend the night. Really, Joe? <laughs> Are you serious? You do know I'm about ready to give birth. Yeah, Mary, I know. Sorry. It's all I can find. And then when they get ready and hunkered down in this barn and the time comes for Mary to give birth, she's got to lay down not in a warm bed but on a pile of hay. And if you've ever been around farms and barns and animals, you know that it doesn't smell really good at all. And that's where Mary's got to give birth. And there's no privacy for this first time, Mama. There's no nurses to, to kind of help her along because she's never delivered before. This is her first. There's no doctors to deliver ba the baby. There's no epidural to numb the pain. Nope. It's going to be her and Joe in a barn. That is how Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came into this world. Nothing peaceful about it. But why did he come then? He came to bring us peace, right? He, he wasn't born in a peaceful circumstance. He wasn't born into a peace-filled world, but yet he promises us peace. So the question tonight, friends, is how does that peace, real peace, become yours? The section of God's word that we want to look at tonight is generally not looked at on a night like tonight. You've probably never heard this section of God's word um, from, from this section of God's word on Christmas Eve, but this is what we're told. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. 
You know when Jesus spoke those words? He was in a room with his closest friends, and in less than 24 hours, Jesus was going to be fastened to a cross. And what's he talking about? What's he offering to those disciples, to you and to me? The same thing we're told about on that first Christmas night. He's offering us peace. You know, sometimes I think the danger is for us to sentimentalize Christmas a little too much. You know what I'm saying? We, we kind of picture Christmas as this pretty, quiet, idyllic, kind of card, Hallmark card scene, but, but there was nothing peaceful about it. And when we start to think of the purpose of why he was born, there was really nothing peaceful. You see, friends, if you're going to celebrate Christmas the way God does in the Bible, you have to understand this truth. The only reason Jesus came, the only reason that, that God put on human flesh and was born of a virgin in a barn was so that he could bleed out and die. That's why he came. So that he could go from a wooden manger to a wooden cross to pay the price of peace. To pay the price to give you peace. Just think about that. Really, I mean, how amazing is that? It's, it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest act in human history. When God looked at his creation and he said, I don't want to be at war with you anymore. I don't want to be separated from you anymore. I want to bring my sons and daughters back home. And so God was moved to act. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus, to seek out, to find, to rescue, to save, and to bring his lost sons and daughters home. And to give us peace. Peace between God and us, a peace that had been broken because of our rebellion. That's why he was born. And that's the peace the angels sang about. Right? In the famous Christmas gospel, Luke chapter 2, we're going to read it in just a little bit. The angels belted out in song that very night, and this is what they said. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know, just the other night I was talking with the family and we were talking about, you know, how you, you might read something and you might read it dozens of times and hundreds of times and you don't always grasp the significance. And this week for me it was this section of God's word. Every single Christmas that I have been alive, I've heard these words and then I came to this part, right? This great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel. You know what the hosts are? It's an army. It's the angel armies of God. And you know what armies do, right? Yes, they wage war. They kill. They attack. They, they hand out punishment on that other warring army. 
And so that night that Jesus was born, a host of angels, an army of angels comes, but they're not declaring war. They're declaring peace. They're not coming to take us out, even though we deserve it. They're coming to let mankind know the Savior has been born. Do you see that? Do you get that? But make no mistake about it. There was a war about ready to go down. There was a declaration made on that first Christmas night because as Jesus was born, all the bells, all the alarms, all the warnings were going off in Satan's headquarters because the invasion had begun. And he knew it. He knew what it meant. He knew that this was the beginning of the end for him. The one that was promised all the way back, thousands of years in the Garden of Eden, he had finally come, God made good on his word, and he was about to go down. Because the Prince of Peace, the conquering warrior, had come to save his people. And he did. Because about 33 years after Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem, after Jesus was placed in a wooden manger as his bed, he laid down on another piece of wood. And he allowed the spears and nails to pierce through for me and for you to give us peace. To sign the peace treaty between us and God to take away our sins, and he signed it in his blood, and it is done. And because of it, you have peace. Not can have peace, not will have peace. You have peace this night. So then what does that mean for your long-term future? Right? It means that you can have peace no matter what you are faced with right now. You can you might not see it, you might not always believe it, but God says it is yours now. It means that you can have peace even when your mess, your life is a mess. Even when maybe you haven't kept your promises to follow him like you said, Jesus says, be at peace, I forgive you. Even when you've given in to, to, to that addiction, to pride, to anger, to selfishness, to drugs, or whatever else it is, Jesus says, it's all right, I have come to make you whole again, to forgive you, to help you, to save you. Even when maybe you're struggling and you're wondering, could, could God really love someone like me? Come to Bethlehem this night and see in the manger that he does. Because nothing would stop him. That's why he came. He came for you. And that's the message of Christmas. Don't leave here tonight without it. It's the message of peace that God wants to give to you this night. A peace that's yours, all because your God was not afraid to make a manger his bed. Your God was not afraid to step into the sin and darkness of this world to shine the light of his love and forgiveness on it. Your God was not afraid to go to a Roman cross and have nails and spikes pierce him through and die and battle hell itself so that he could set you free and you never have to worry about that again. You have a God who is not afraid to give up his own life so that lost sons and daughters 
lost in the darkness of our own doing, could be found and saved and brought home. If you want peace, if you're looking for peace, you've come to the right place. Because the Prince of Peace has been born for you this night. A peace that's not only for tonight, peace that will last forever. I pray that God give you that peace today, tomorrow, and always. Amen.